people would have done to our bodies, even though in ignorance before we learned things about how to maintain these bodies, we did we did exactly that. But thank God that lives have changed. Our lives have changed. Thank Lord, Lord the Lord for better quality of, of life. Thank Lord that we're coming in contact with some instructions on what we can do, what's the possibilities, amen. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited about it when I read in the word uh, what I'm supposed to eat, what I'm supposed to do, what I'm supposed to wear. I mean, all these things that puzzle people sometimes, all you have to do is look in the word because it's a plan from Genesis to Revelation and even before the foundation of the world, the Lord's plan is being revealed in the world on how to maintain and, and strive for a better life, a better future. And he said, hey, it will take the time to read it and understand it in the book of uh, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, the King's Grand Bible. He said, hey, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. They're not evil. They're really not for you to be sick, you know, broke down, you know, always aching, hurting. <clears throat> you know, that's, that's not God's thought for us. Amen. And so we understand how we end up in some of these situations sometimes. It's kind of self-inflicted. But that's what ignorance will do. If I'd have known what I know, we say often say, if I'd have known then what I know now, man, I don't tell them where I'd be right now. But I'm thankful to God that where I am is where I am because of the grace of God. Yeah. And now we can make better choices because we can read, we, we can instruct, we can learn, we can grow, and we can teach people these things that we're learning to help benefit them. I mean, think about the changes that we have made to upgrade our quality of life. Think about the things that we're doing now that we were that we was not able to do a long time ago, and we ended up paying a price. Some of some consequences hang around today, you know, because of those things. And I ain't rebuking those devils. I ain't blaming those devils. It was my ignorance. I didn't know how ignorant I was according to the Word of God pertaining to life and godliness. But once I got saved, I'm talking about really saved. I ain't talking about once I, I, I kept going to church. Now, I'm talking about when I really got saved, 8 September 1990, <coughs> got baptized and filled in the Holy Ghost. Something changed. My life changed. Our life changed. If you can remember that day. And you've been striving and aiming ever since then to please God. Now, we haven't accomplished it yet. But I tell you what, it sure ain't what it used to be. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't all yet that it's going to be. But if we just keep building toward this future of optimal overall wellness, I do believe that when sickness comes, we can claim what is already ours and defeat it. It will come. It will happen. Viruses ain't going nowhere. Pandemics ain't going nowhere. We live in this world with trials and tribulations. There are things out there that will cause us harm. There are things that have been depleted and depleted that will cause us harm. Food right now is not what it used to be. You know, a fruit that we eat, good stuff, ain't what it used to be, you know? And we, we love it. We have to eat more of it because we're not getting what we used to get. Even though it looks good, bananas are so pretty and yellow, you know? Apples are so pretty and red and shiny with all that white on them. Avocado. I mean, we have access to all these things, but they are not as plentiful and as healthy as they used to be. So we really just have to consume more of them, you know, more of them. You know, I would say we probably get 80% of what we used to get out of them. They're still the same fruit. They're still the same vegetables. They're still the same nuts, berries, and grain. You know, but the process of, har- of growing them and harvesting them has changed. You know, and we have to be mindful of that. Amen. And so, but we thank God. We thank God that he still provides for us. Amen. As he provided manna for 
his people back then. I mean, one thing about God, he will supply all our needs according to his particular by Christ Jesus. We don't have to want for any good or beneficial thing. The Lord will take care of us. If we take care of his business, if we decide to get on up and learn, you know, if we decide, man, to carve out that time, if we hear Pastor Eric still a lot of time, carve out some time. I, I kind of like the analogy, carve it out. You know, we carve out time for everything else. We throw the bikes on the truck, man. We pack up, you know, a little snack pack, water, and we go, man. We go someplace that we can realize. So we carve out time for all of those things that we desire. But we need to carve out some time for the things we need to do. Spend some time educating ourselves in the Word of God. I'm just be honest with you. I do not think that I would have the life, and it's not, you know, it's not complete yet. It's not all that it's going to be. But I'm, I'm just thinking sometimes, man, how far back I would be if I did not have access to the Word of God. I call it the Word of Life. It gives life. I can, I can, I can taste it sometimes and see just how good it is. You know. And it, it is like a medicine. It does release some some, some some joy and some unspeakable joy inside of even now when I'm talking about it. I could feel like there's there's some, some chronic pain that's leaving my body right now because I had a cooking the day. Yesterday we had a beautiful time. You know, fish fries, celebrating Carter's graduation. And we had guests. And I'm telling you, man, the fish that Alex and I went and caught on Monday and Tuesday, they was filleted up after Sharon seasoned them up to them in that deep fry, man. And, and I mean, we ate good. Well, see, fish is one of those foods in the Bible. You know, we had grits and an awesome salad, man. And we had real potatoes cooked in the air fryer, no grease. Think about how we used to fry greasy fries and all that, man. Got all, put all that old burn, old grease. They, they were cooked in the air fryer. They were so, so good. The fish was so, so good. Melted in your mouth. The grits were so, so good. And I ended up, man, sitting there with a crook and got a crook in my neck, man. And you know what? I'm like, oh, man, I went to bed with a crook in my neck. Pain. But you know what? I got up this morning and put a hot compress on it. It came down here. And all I could think about was school of healing, school of healing. And I'm just saying to myself, man, my neck is healed with this stripe to heal. And now as I'm talking about about health, the pain is gone. The chronic pain that cook out of my neck, it's just gone. Just sitting here talking about God and praying about things, you know, thinking about the word. And now that that, that crook is gone. And, you know, because Professor and I got to preach in teeth today, I don't need to be having no pain. But it's gone. It's nowhere it belongs. It don't belong in my body. It's gone. I sent it on, I sent it on its way. I started talking about the word of God being a medicine to our to our, to our flesh and, and married to our bones. Not that chronic pain. So let me get up out of here. I'm, I'm messing with the wrong neck. I'm messing with the wrong body. Now it's like I'm just I'm kind of pain-free right now. And I ain't even did a whole lot of exercise this morning. Because my, I was in pain. But I put that hot compress on it. That's a tip for somebody right there. If you got a crook in your neck or some type of chronic pain up around your neck area, Get you a, a calm, hot compress, get it as hot as you can, and just lay it on your neck where that area is at and put your hand on it, put a little pressure on it, and just hold it there. Do that about three or four times and see if it works for you. I know it did for me. Yeah. All right, then. So let's get into the school of healing this morning. Now that I got you warmed up this morning, amen, amen. Praise the Lord, amen. All right, then. Well, again, welcome, 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 welcome this morning to the School of Healing. 
I am Pastor Lester Hayes and Pastor Sharon Hayes, and I are here this morning, man, as your host <coughs> to talk about, you know, some things that we are learning in the School of Healing from the Word of God in the Virtual uh, Wellness Center. Amen. We're just so excited. Amen. That we're, we're teaching, but we're also learning. Amen. We do a lot more teaching here than preaching here, slower pace, because we really want you to get this consultation from the Word, just like just like when you go to your doctor, you sit there and you listen to everything come off of his lips. And we're listening to everything that Jesus has, 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 has given us, that he's feeding us. He is the chief physician. This is what he's prescribing. We're just the go-between. You know, we're just the deliverer. We're the messengers. Amen. And so just just be just be uh, mindful of that. Amen. This morning, praise the Lord. Amen. So y'all stand by this morning and let me kind of like reach out this morning. Amen. Y'all know the protocol. Amen. I may have already read you before, but that's all right. Praise the Lord. I'm just so pumped up this morning. So y'all, amen. Stand by. Father, we just thank you this morning. We praise you this morning for an opportunity, Lord God, to learn some more about how to better maintain these temples, Lord God, that you have given us, Lord God, and better uh, how to maintain them physically, spiritually, Lord God, emotionally, financially, uh, occupationally, Lord God, and environmentally and socially, Lord God, as we continue to build this better future of right living that leads to righteous living and righteous living that leads to right living, a better quality of life that I believe you plan for us, Father. So we need your word to instruct us. We praise you for it now in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Praise God. All right, then. So let's get into this word this morning in the school of healing. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, I was just so blessed, amen, as I was reading about what I'm going to talk about this morning. And uh, the Lord just really, really, he, he just spoke to me and, and, he, and he blessed me because we were talking last week about uh, some, some nuts in the Bible. You know, the Bible had a lot to say about nuts. And uh, I've been really experimenting with those nuts, man. I said, does a good job going to Trader Joe and the she see me getting low. She go load me up, man, because she know I love those nuts. But they, you know, and I've been studying a lot about them, you know, and they got a lot of good stuff in it. And I thank God for Miss um, Eloise who was here yesterday, and we got into this deep, deep conversation about these things. And she was asking me questions about the things I eat, and I was asking her questions about the things she eat. And we just had a wonderful dialogue, and she, you know, she's very knowledgeable too about some things, amen. And so and so I was beginning to share with her about my new kick about the almonds and, and the pistachios, you know, and the walnuts, you know, and and, and 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 I'm telling you it was just a blessing, man, you know, and the hazelnuts and you know, and so I was reading and it said that, you know, that I should eat no more than thirty almonds a day. That's a whole day. Gave me a breakdown of how to eat them, you know, said, hey, you might want to have a half a handful for breakfast, a half a handful for a snack, you know, half a handful in the, in the evening between your last last meal, but don't go beyond eating 30 a day. Same thing with the other nuts. And it told me to be careful about the pistachios because pistachios contain a lot of fat, you know, a lot of fat. And so it said, don't eat as many pistachios, but eat pistachios, just don't eat as many. And so these are governing principles. So sometimes something good, we can overdo it. We can get too much of it, and it has a reverse effect. So I was glad to be able to read that so I can now, you know, the Bible tells us to do everything in moderation anyway. We got to eat smaller portions. 
You know, we can eat more often, you know, but we have to eat smaller portions when we eat. These are all little adjustments and things that we can that we can make. It keeps the weight down. It gives our body an opportunity to metabolize this stuff and break it down and absorb the, the nutrients in it. So all oh, this is good stuff because we're trying to learn how to live a, a, a right living is having some instructions on what you're doing when you're trying to maintain this body. That's why every time you go buy a product, it comes with instructions. But a lot of times, what do we do? Set the instructions aside and we start tearing it up pulling out the pieces and everything like we so smart we we manufacture we can put it together and then when we get the wrong piece screwed on and this and that you look at it so that don't look like the picture <clears throat> well when we look at our life man do we look like the picture of what god said that we should be and so it just requires some instructions and how to do it you know get it right the first time you know don't get burned because we went at it the wrong way don't overdo it don't do too much of it so I'm learning now about moderation, you know, all these, all these good things. You know, I still drank my tea. I drank two, uh, you know, two uh, cups of tea per day, just of tea. Learn about my infusion here with my, with my, uh, with my uh, hits of oil, you know, diluted with some, with some other oils that I'm sharing. And opens this up, man. So it's a lot of little tweaking things that we can do to help because if you feel better physically, you will feel better spiritually. You'll have more energy to get up, as we said, to carve out that time. But if you're not feeling good physically, you ain't going to want to get up. I know I ain't going to get up. It's like this morning, I had that chronic pain, man, and it bothered me all throughout the night. And I was just praying, man. I was just saying, pain, you're going to have to leave here. You, you can't stay here in the name of Jesus. Just quietly praying, talking to the pain, talking to my father about the pain. And I knew he already knew this, knew this. Knew this about the pain, but I would tell, I would let him know that, Lord, nothing is going to stop me from carving out that time in the morning to get up and, and teach. And then I would tell him that pain, you heard what I said to the Father, you are not going to stop me. You know, just, that was my thought. That was that was kind of like my attitude. And I mean, that rest was very important. And so it's just little things like that that we have to look for that sometimes, <laughs> I heard my pastor preach one time about her husband's eulogy, Dr. Terry Davis. God bless his soul, rest in peace. But she said that is that is ongoing, something that they just all overlooked in the medical community and, and the group of people that he was flying all around the world and other countries ministering and not really paying attention to the little things that was, was plaguing his health. And it ended up taking him out. And see, when she preached, she said it was the little bitty foxes that destroyed him, that he overlooked, the little things, the little tweaks, the little things that he could have done, you know. But I remember that. So it's the little boxes sometimes. And I understand the language that he's talking about. It's the little things we take for granted. You know, okay, this is going to pass. Okay, time will heal this. No, if you can do something to help yourself and get a better outcome, don't hesitate to do it. <clears throat> this is where the doctrine of God comes in and written for our learning for that reason. That we will know how. We have the tools. We have the know-how to be able to better maintain these temples, amen. It's written by our learning. It's in the book, starting in Genesis. We cannot deny it. There's sometimes there's so much to choose from out here. You know how it is, man. You go to one of the Brazilian restaurants, you're like, oh, my God, look at all this food. And we want to consume everything in there, man. I'm guilty. And it's just so, so good. But the last time I went there, man, from, I had I, I couldn't eat as much as I ate before, and I felt a whole lot better. 
but I ate enough. I ate enough good food. I felt like I was helping my body. I had more energy. And I felt like I had did something good to help my, my temple, to maintain my temple. And that's what you want to walk away with, feeling good about how you just served your temple, how you just fed it, you know? You put good stuff in there. And both days were like that. The whole time we were away was like that. And we're better today as a result of that. I think if we'd have went to all one of them all seven ninety nine, all you could eat, man, and all that greasy stuff, man, and you don't know who cooked it, who prepared it, man. You just throwing down. You get home, man, you got acid beef flux, you got a whole bunch of stuff. You got you uncomfortable. You know. But thank God for, for educating us. So let's get into the word this morning. Amen. And I wanna just say to you, you know, it's really how you look at things when you go into a you know, even now, if I don't have access to certain things, at least I can think about it so that when it's time for me to go to a place, it may be a selection of a restaurant or a place where I'm going to shop. We love to go to the little farmer's market because we feel like they got a better quality of food. They got the best boiled peanuts in the world. My little granddaughter love them. We love them. You know, they got the best watermelons, man. We go over there to Monica we get the watermelons. So we believe they got a better grade of watermelon. And it's not a, they don't, the price is not ridiculous. So we get what we pay for, and they grow all their stuff. So we can just go probably 15, 20 miles, man, and get fresh grown, fresh harvested, uh, vegetable, fruit, nut, whatever. And we love to go to the best greens. Sometimes, man, they have the best collard season, turnip season, man, the best greens, and the roots be so pretty. And we can, sometimes we, we were talking about it yesterday. Where's that at? It's over in Monticello. You know, when are y'all going again? Get me some of those peanuts. I love those boy peanuts. See, you get, when you start talking about healthy living and whatnot, it gets other people interested. We had guests just there, and they were listening to what we were saying. You know, they were like, hmm, I'm going to have to try that. I'm going to have to try that. And when you get something good like that, you talk about it, you share it with people, people look at you, and they be like, yeah, you 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 looking pretty healthy there for your age. Well, we want them to know how we've invested in this in this look, and it's still some work that we're doing. So we're not totally there yet. We we haven't gotten all the way past everything we lost through some bad choices we made, but we're making better choices now. We've learned some things, and we don't mind driving 15 miles to be able to do something that's going to help us. It's out there. There are markets out there, you know. You just have to pick and choose. We got Trader Joe down on one end. We got Whole Food on the other end, Publix on the other end. So we get some choices. You can make better selections. Do it. You know, do it. Don't just go because it's, you know, right there, you know, and it's not got the best quality of stuff. You know, invest in it. Amen. And it's all how you see things. And see it before you actually make the choice. Imagine Imagine how it's going to help you, how it's going to benefit you. That's, that's, that helps got to share with that emotional health. When you start thinking about the plan, thinking about what it is you want to do, and then put that plan in place, see, that helps. That relieves a lot of stress. And then we just come, we say, well, man, I don't know what we're going to eat today. And I said, well, we got some good stuff in there. And just now we want to get, I said, hey, hey, I can eat a banana. I can eat, you know, I have stuff right here that's healthy for me. You know, but I just, I block that, I try to block that stress out from worrying about it, thinking about it too much. I'd be like, oh, I got plenty of stuff down that I can eat. You know, maybe tomorrow we'll go do this, but right now, oh, I'm good. Because I'm not going to let my mind, you know, get, get 
tons of good food. We got frozen food. We got, you know, we, we, we have good quality stuff. Thank God my wife who makes sure the freezers, you know, the, the covenant. We always got some choices that we can make. And they're good choices. They are good choices, you know. And so we thank God for good choices that lead to a better life. Amen. And so let's get into the word this morning because we know we're trying to build uh, physical wellness that begins. That's where it all begins. What we do physically carries over into what we do spiritually and on and on and on as we feed our physical bodies. Amen. It just relieves a lot of stress and pressure. We must not forget that we are marvelously, wonderfully, and fearfully made in the image and likeness of God, even though sometimes we don't act like it. And we have been given the potential to build a better life and a future of optimal overall wellness. I want to reiterate that over, over and over every time that we come together. It is a known fact that most humans who neglect themselves physically will eventually neglect themselves spiritually, emotionally, financially, occupationally, environmentally, and socially. But we see it all around us. Amen. Sometimes we get called to pray for it. You know, uh, the scripture that I'm taking a look at this morning is without the book of a Solomon, Song of Solomon, chapter 6, verse 11, the King James Bible. And I struggled with this verse because <clears throat> it was like someone was taking a walk in a garden. And it mentioned some of the nuts that they saw in the garden, some of the things they saw in the garden. And the previous verse before that, and the belief that totally threw me off because I couldn't make the connection. But when I began to study it a little bit and take a look at it, it was like talking about, uh, and this is written by Solomon. And Solomon, you know, he had a lot of wives. And Solomon began to look at the beauty of his wives, you know, Shulamite women, you know, they were, I guess, beautifully arrayed women. And it was like when he looked at them, he began to make a comparison to what he saw in the garden, all that healthy, healthy food that God had put there. And he could be able to make a comparison or distinction between them and the things that God had given us to put in our bodies. I mean, I thought it was an awesome comparison, the picture that he saw in the garden that he went in. And he compared that beauty, the beauty of that woman to that. And I said to myself, man, he's looking at that food and he's thinking about that food. And it's, and, and it's that food is, you know, looks that good after you consume it that he can compare it to one of his, the beauty of one of his wives. I was like, man, what a comparison that he chose a garden. And he talked about the things in that garden. And he's describing a, a beautiful thing that he saw. He's looking at nature and saying, this is natural beauty. This right here is, this right here leads to natural beauty. He could have picked anything else. He could have picked flowers or any litter. But he picked, let me just read the verse and you understand where I'm coming from. Now, last week, we talked about in the book of Genesis, chapter 43, verse 17, King James Bible says, And their father Israel said unto them, If it must be so now, do this. Take of the best fruits in the land, in your vessels and carry down the man a present a little bomb and a little honey and spices and myrrh and nuts and almonds and we talked about those almonds we'll talk a little bit about them again today but as you can see here look at what he's saying take them the best gift put this basket together now look at what they put in the basket this is how they saw that this is a better gift this is a better shopping bag shopping cart here 
take to a brother who you've been estranged from for 21 years? And knowing that appetite sometimes, what, what do we say that the, the, the key to, to a man's heart is, is the stomach, you know? And so we see this, this symbology, this analogy associated with something that's beautiful through food, through a basket of, 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 of fruit and, and nuts and grains. I think the Lord saw that in creation when he said, I'm giving you every herb, and then he says, not go reproduce out of your own kind. He knew that we were going to be healthy if we ate what he gave us. And he knew the offspring was going to be healthy. These days, man, I'm looking at some of these little young kids, man, I'm saying, oh my God. They don't McDonald's, them kids just met it till they told they look uncomfortable. I mean, they're great kids. They don't know no better. They're going to eat whatever mom and dad. Then I look over there at the parents and I say, I see why. They got a bag of chips. They got a bag of this big old 32-ounce soda from from, from 7-Eleven or wherever they got it from. And they're all out of shape, breathing hard, can't hardly move. And they're their little son and their little daughter right there, man, looking just like them. And I say, I, and I be praying because I watch stuff like this. I said, man, they need to change course, man. Look at what they're creating. You know, but they're reproducing out their own kind because they got the kids eating the same thing they eat. You know, but it's how we see things, man. Look at this, look at this, this, this shopping bag here that he told them to put together to take to his brother Esau. Mm. Obviously, they saw things differently. Obviously, they saw that 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 kind of diet, that kind of shopping list was the best gift that they could have given at that time. Well, it was the best gift that uh, that Solomon could imagine when he was choosing the Shudamite woman for his wife. He, he, he assessed her beauty based on the beautiful things in that garden, healthy things in that garden, pleasant things in that garden, and nuts and fruit just happened to be there. You know, now here it is all the way back to, to Jacob, now we see it spinning forward all the way up to David's son Solomon, you know, and it's important. It's beautiful, you know. And I was thinking beyond just the way it looked. I, I can just imagine he probably included the taste of it too. It probably had a good taste, a sweet taste, a healthy taste. But he, that's what he chose. And now we, we jump down to, um, and then um, what, it was a beautiful picture that we have here of a restored soul as it wandered out into the green pastures to which it has returned where the shepherd watches over his flock. It's kind of like, I believe, how God viewed life for us. You know, the good shepherd. We go in and out by him. Every day we talk to him. Every day we pray over our food and everything. And I believe that it's, it's the life for us that we chose now. It's like going in and out that green pastor and finding, you know, what we need, better choices, you know. That's how that's how I have to see it, is that I'm not doing what I used to do. I'm not eating what I used to eat. I have found that when I talk to the Lord or when I pray over it, it tastes better. Mm-hmm. When I make better selections, even before I go shop, because you says anything you want me to bring back, well, get some more bananas or get some of this or get some of that. We're not able to quickly respond and make better choices. Because now we've incorporated that in our life. And it's like going in and out by the Lord. Like you said, you know, my sheep, they go in and out. And they go in, they find pastor. They go into the, a, a better place of shopping, a better place of purchasing things. You, put, you, you be careful what you put in your shopping basket now. 
and there's so much in there to choose from. So now we done narrowed it down. We like beef. I got a cabbage over here. I'm going. I'm gonna make some cabbage steak later on. So all these things are better choices. And I told mom the other day about them cabbage steaks, man, and she said a cabbage steak. I never heard of that, Pastor. I go, Sharon made something the other day. They were delicious. Happened to have some pictures on my phone. Pulled my. She said, Oh, that looks so good. And I said, Well, if you're around tomorrow, we're gonna have. We're gonna, I'm gonna make some. Maybe to get one. See, when you start sharing these choices with people of how you are able to maintain when you done had a cancer diagnosis, diabetic diagnosis, uh, several that went done, been through COVID, you know, my neighbor back here, man, she's having a hard time. Her husband is a bit better, but they both had COVID. And I tried to offer him some food yesterday. He said, man, my wife can't eat anything. She's struggling right now to even breathe. I said, well, I'm so sorry. We're going to pray, pray for her, you know. But, you know, we, 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 we're in a position to make better choices. Thank God for that. And it's like when you read in the book of Psalms, chapter uh, 23, um, verses 1 through 3, the King James Bible. Listen to this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Because God done put everything there for us. We, we don't have to struggle now. We can make better choices. We don't have to want right now for any good or beneficial thing. All we have to do is decide, am I going to go to the left down here and go to Trader Whole Food? Am I going to go to the left down here to Trader Joe? Or am I going to go a little bit further, another block, and go to Puck? We don't have to want anymore for any good or beneficial thing. Why? The Lord has supplied all that we need when it comes down to our physical choices, what we're going to put in these temples. So we, we're in a position now, less than a mile away, we can make all these better choices, and if that's not good enough, get in my car, in my car, in my car that the Lord has provided, and drive over to Monticello, get me a nice watermelon, get me some of everything they got over there, because they have a lot of stuff. It's best to three bags of the best peanuts in the world. You know. And it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still water. He won't be stressed and not being emotionally unbalanced. He restores my soul. Yes, why? Because when I eat better, feel better, man, I'm telling you something. Remember what he said, beloved, I wish above all things that would have prospered and be in health, even as your soul prosper. I want your way of life to prosper. See how that word instructs us? I get fired up, man, when I read that word and I see the picture, the better quality of life that God has planned for me right here in the word. Why didn't I see that before, Lord? You know? And he says, he restores my soul. Because he's restoring my physical body, my soul is going to rejoice, right? Because I'm feeding my soul. I'm feeding my physical body, Pastor Sharon, through my spiritual soul. Because you know how your soul is. It can problem with the soul. Whether you be saved, it's that soulish realm where you got all the emotions, all the doubt, all the unbelief, all the fear, all the conviction. That's why he had to save us from that. Because can you imagine how stressed out we would be? And we wear it all the time without God saving our souls about all the horrible things that happened to us that we did to people. And the more feeling, the more you just keep going up, break down, start crying. And you just always got the head down. You're always feeling guilty and bad how you did somebody. But see, God has saved us from that. He's restored our souls. He saved us. Old things got passed away. Behold, all things became new. We're a new creation in Christ Jesus. We're walking in the newness of life. And we're eating food that gives life, physical life, energy, nutrients. And we have the word of God now to feed our soul and restore our soul. So we can do what? Make better choices in our future. 
Because we see things in the Bible that we didn't know was there that's good for us to be consumed. Some of us have become great gardeners. Sharon got all kind of herbs out here on the patio. Getting everybody's attention. Started planting more. Avocado trees all of a sudden are starting to grow and show some life. We got figs on the fig trees that we got out there. Got to see some figs budding on there. You know. I mean, it's just amazing. You know, how we can uh, make better soul, better choices because God has restored our soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. See, when you're making better choices physically, remember now, we're talking about righteousness versus right and wrong. See, righteousness is, I know I received it from God, and it says in the book of Romans chapter 14, verses uh, 16 through 18, that the kingdom of God is not just in meat and drink, mean and material things, but it's in aiming to please God in these things. What things? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So he's telling you now, when you make better choices based on the fact that you are the righteousness of God, your choices are no longer made as an unrighteous, unsaved soul. Now you're thinking about, does this please God? Does this choice I'm getting ready to do, does this please God? And so that just that that relieves a lot of stress right there. You know, knowing that does this please God? Because that when a man's ways please God, now he says make even his enemies be at peace with him. Every enemy that we have is not just some two legged person that's trying to kill me. There are some viruses out here that's not our friend. There's some COVID out here that's not our friend. You know, there's a lot of things out here in the air. You know, we talk about it all the time. Allergy, you know, stuff we breathe in. You know, now they got this monkey book, this monkey uh, thing, Pastor Sharon, and it's now been found in America. People breaking out with it. They got some cases now. Yeah, yeah, it's called the monkey, the monkey book, monkey, monkey something. But it's serious. It's spreading. I don't know where it, where it came from. But, man, it looks horrible on people. Big old blisters. and But there are cases in America now. Started in another country, but now it's here. You know, and so it's one thing after the other, but that's okay. We know we want to boost our immune system. We want to eat the right thing so we can be as healthy as we can. We're going to need every system functioning to fight off these things, that better quality of life, because we don't want to be doing unrighteous deeds and acts and then paying the price and saying we represent God. No. So it's for righteousness' sake that we do these things. But look at what he said. He leadeth us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And so we always got to keep that in mind. What we're doing is for the sake of God, who's blessed us with all these beautiful things, these beautiful choices. And we want to show our appreciation. Um, I love this about this psalm because, you know, one of the commentaries I was reading, I just read it to you. It says, and I went down, think about Solomon now, when I went away from thee, Okay, talking about this beautiful wife he had. These are the words of the bridegroom to see the fruits of the valley, which being low and well watered is very fruitful to see. What beginning or appearances there were of good fruits or works among the believers. So he's taking a walk through the garden. He's seeing all these things. No doubt there were some people out there who were the skilled in the garden who was maintaining these gardens and keeping them beautiful for, for King Solomon. 
I just can imagine him walking through the garden in the dew on the early in the morning and just imagining things because he writes this down of the experience. And at the same time, he's thinking about his wife, the shooter my wife he had. How how blessed he was. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna get let me get to the scripture first. Uh, it's reminding me here. Uh, where's my scripture so I can read it? <laughs> I got it in here, amen. Praise God. Uh, Solomon, Solomon. Where you at? Song of Solomon, Song of Solomon, Song of Solomon, Song of Solomon, Song of Solomon. I know I got it. Amen. That's John. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here it is. Song of Solomon. It says, Song of Solomon. Chapter 6, verse 11, the King James Bible. Uh, y'all, y'all forgive me there. I'm, I'm just so pumped up this morning about this. It says, I went down into the garden, listen to this now, of nuts, to see the fruits of the valley, and to see whether the vine flourished and the pomegranate budded. You know, he wanted to go see, man. Why? Because now he, he's thinking about how beautiful this garden is. He's thinking about the plumber grant. You know, it, it was sort of like the Lord asked uh, Jeremiah, what do you see? And he said, I see an almond grant. And it had buds on it. It had buds on it. Knowing that there was getting ready to come a season of poverty. You know? And and and, it, and and the Lord said, you have well seen. You know? In other words, right after that, he said, put me in remembrance of my word because I watch over my word and hate to perform it. And see, once you see hell... Once you see wealth, once you see a better future, building a better future, what are you comparing it to? We have these beautiful illustrations and pictures where these people saw that added a certain level of, of, of quality to their life better than any other life at that time. Now, they had their problems. They had their challenges. But, man, some of the things that they envisioned and saw, and look where a lot of them pulled it from, from the gardens around them. There was a message in all of that. There was a message in the nuts in the valley. There was a message in the almond branches. There was a message in the pomegranates when they began to blossom and bloom. And they began to compare life, these things to life, because these were life-giving things in the garden for them. And they were edible. They spoke of health. The love that wish above all things. You know? that your life will prosper and you will be healthy. You would have a better future, you know? And these gardens, as you can see, played a major role in their life. I was sharing with, with, with Ms. Eloise, I can't wait to get me some land so I can grow me a garden. I keep envisioning, dreaming about, thinking about me some land where I can grow me a garden. And she says, she says, Pastor, make it a public garden so that other people can benefit. She said, because you're going to grow so much that you won't be able to eat all of it. I said, that's exactly what I'm, what I'm envisioning. I wasn't going to call the public guard, but I said, any family, anybody want to come and get some, they welcome. But I'm going to make sure I got enough for me and my wife. Because if I go to the market and buy, I can go and, I can get me some, and go grow it. I, I grew up on a farm. But see, it's, it's perceiving and thinking ahead of time that how much better it would be if I had it right there outside my back door. Mm. I could just go out there, man, to do in the morning, look out the window, man, my screen in for like Pastor Eric and say, man, look out there, I got some corn, I got some okra, you know, I got some peppers, you know, I got some beans, I got some cucumbers, you know, 
start thinking about that meal that I'm going to have that day. Why? Because I grew it out there in my garden. These people had gardens. They can envision a, a better life, a more healthy life, because they had a garden. And the garden was so beautiful, the things they saw with the birds coming on, and they began to imagine in a few months, I'm going to have a harvest, man. And they didn't just grow this stuff to admire it. They ate this. This is what they ate. They had people out there tending that garden to make sure it, the weeds were taken out. It was beautiful. He was so beautiful, he even compared it to one of his wives who were beautiful. He said that's what it reminded him of, the picture of his garden, which was fruitful. We, we should start imagining ourselves in a different life. That five years from now, I will be 20 pounds lighter. You know, because if you don't start imagining that it's going to happen, it never will happen. There will never be any motivation. Or, you know, I'm going to be able to do things that I like to do, that I used to didn't do. I'm going to be able to enjoy myself. I want to be able to walk, you know, without giving out and being so tired. And all I'm talking about is how tired I am and how just how, how bad I feel. I mean, I'm, I'm, people will wear you out. How you doing? Oh, it ain't. I'm not doing good. You know, I talked to the man yesterday, man, off the book. He came back yesterday, he, man, he was just apologizing. I'm sorry about sounding so rude, but, but I'm just going through something right now. I said, Mom, you didn't sound rude. I offered you some food, and you said, no, your, your wife was saying, I understand. He was very apologetic. And he just talked about, he, he shared with me some of the worst and horrible things I did not know about him and his family. And I said, well, brother, I'm just going to pray. I'm so sorry you're under all that stress. But I said, but we still got some more food, man, if you want to come. He said, nah, man, right now, man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm in a bad place right now. That's my neighbor. I felt that energy, that, that bad energy. And he's a wonderful guy, hardworking guy, very nice, friendly people. But man, he had the weight of the world on him. And here we are, man, over here, boy, enjoying some fresh bass fillets and some good old salad, man, and some tea felt syrup made, and just over here, man, having a good time, laughing, you know, fun, you know, just enjoying ourselves, stress-free environment, and the food was great. But there are people out there, man, that they don't, they don't really know how to have and build toward a future of a better quality of life. <clears throat> and food plays a big, important part of that. And so I love this picture, man. He said, I went down into the garden of nuts to see the fruits of the valley. That's how I think about Trader Joe on one side, Puggles on the other side, you know, and Hope on the other side. Go ahead down the street. That's the other side. They're making a level. Go down. Can you take me down the, the, the whole food? And you go in there, man, you just get overwhelmed with so much good stuff in there. It's like going in that valley of nuts because you see the nut shelf. You see everything in there, man. You can get hot food. They got a soup bar. Hey, they got this one area back there, man. I, I have to walk away because it's so expensive. They got olives from every country in the world. And when I think, when I go there and I see the olives, I'd be like, I don't have to travel to Israel where they grow them. I, you know, I see these trees, I see these pictures, man. I say, man, I would love to go there and just walk in the olive groves like Jesus and pick those olives and go over there, man, where they press them and get that oil and some of that pure oil. So you don't know where to be buying these days, but they say, oh, 100%, it's organic olive oil. But that's what we use because you got so many choices when you go in these places. You got olive oil from everywhere. Then you look over there, man, the whole professor, you got that bar. Boy, they got olives. They be looking so, so good, pickled olives. And sometimes I have to walk away because I'll be done trying to buy every one of them. I love me some black olives. I love me some green olives. I love olives because of the antioxidants that's contained in them. Very healthy. 
Well, guess what? That's what Jesus did most of his time praying. I do believe he may have picked a few others off that tree and ate them because they were so plentiful. It was a part of their diet. So we see all these things and we just take for granted sometimes that, you know, we can just do whatever we want to do. But I love this stroll that he took to the Garden of Nuts to see the fruits of the valley and to see whether the vine had flourished. But they were going to have some wines, some new wines, some grapes, and the pomegranate had budded. I love pomegranate. Sometimes I go and they be about to pop out, man. I just say, I'm going to get me one, but I don't always get one. Now they got it, but I guess they got a machine where they can pull all the little things, the granules out of there, and they be in jars, and you see them in there, man, still and still hold. I be like, man, I wonder what that tastes like. I may have to check it out because I'm reading it right here in the Bible. I'm seeing it right now. I see it on the shelves. I have I, I, I bought pomegranate themselves, but I don't like it. I don't like to pick the little things out of there. I like to have it already done. So I saw some jars this last time I was at either Trader Joe Whole Foods, and I meant to get some just to check it out because it's in the Bible. That's a hint for somebody. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and bring this in, but uh, that that's my scripture right there today, man. I mean, see yourself, man, when you're going shopping, like you're walking through the garden, and you're seeing a better future. You're seeing a way that you can be physically more healthy because you have choices all around you. It's like walking through the garden, and you're seeing all this beautiful food, all these beautiful choices. And we don't just grab the cheapest. We read the label, you know, and we, 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 we choose what we think is going to help us to get there. Thank God for giving us choices. That's the key right there. Whatever you choose, whatever you eat, you either choose in life or you choose in death. He said, I have called heaven and earth to lay the witness against you, but I have set before you life and death. Now choose ye life. When Solomon went to the garden, he chose to go to the garden to be able to envision the beauty of the wife that he had. And he was able to compare her to all this wonderful food that was about to be produced out there in the garden grapevines and pomegranate bushes and, and almonds and nuts. You know, it said nuts, full. So it may have been one, more than one type of nut. I believe there may have been some pistachios, some almonds out there, maybe some cashews. I don't know, but it said nuts. And we've been talking about those four categories of nuts that we know. Hazelnut. We've been talking about almonds. We've been talking about pistachios. We've been, they're all in the Bible. All over the Bible. And I believe when we see that word nuts, he saw more than one kind of nut. But he saw something that was so beautiful. So when we see these types of foods, man, in the Bible, we should see something that's going to be so beautiful that's going to come out of that if I consume them. We're looking at it for a different reason. We're not looking at it, you know, to compare our wives because we already know our wives are good things from God. But now we're looking at this as a food source, you know, that can help us. It'll clear up our skin. It'll clear up a lot of things naturally. And we were talking about that yesterday, natural cure versus synthetic stuff that we put in our bodies. I'm not, I'm not saying that medicine is not good, but there are other things that we can do naturally to get the same or better benefit or better outcome. So, amen. Hope you got something out of this this morning. Amen. That, you know, when we go, look at it. I'm going through the valley. I'm going to the supermarket. I'm looking around. I'm seeing Oh, man, them watermelons are early this year. Oh, man, that looks good over there. Oh, man, they got some good-looking avocado. Oh, look at them bananas, especially. They look so, so good. It's just so 
many choices. I thought I can see Solomon walking through that garden, man. You know, waiting, waiting a couple more months. I'm man, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have food out here. Food out here, nuts out here. That's right. Saw the bird. We start imagining. And so, Father, we thank you, we praise you this morning for what you have said to us, God, that we need to be able to take a look ahead of time at the choices that are available to us and to make better choices that we don't receive better choices we would not make better choices and so as we go we're all shoppers on that we're all gardeners in a certain way we have a green thorn we have a desire to go things because we believe instinctively that that's who we are that's our dna because we were creating your image and in your life and as you showed us through abel and cain one of them lord god grew stuff that was beneficial the other one grew stuff because he didn't have the same vision he didn't see it the way his brother saw it and he became angry because he felt like you discriminated against him and his brother. But no, it was the choice that he made to offer to you. It was made out of an unrighteous character and a spirit. And the opposite of that was a humble spirit, Lord God, appreciative spirit, a grateful spirit. And it cost him his life. And you said his blood would cry out from the ground to convict his brother. And so, Father, we are faced today with choices that you have set before us. And I'm praying that as a result of this teaching, that we now will begin to envision a better life, a better quality of life, and see the door to physical choices that can lead to spiritual choices because you said you want our soul to be restored. And I believe that when we have peace about some things and choices we made, when we feel like it was a better choice, I believe that it brings peace into our soul and we can be restored in the soulish realm. Our feelings will change, our emotions will change how we think would change. And we'll be willing to help someone else and share that with them. This is the benefit. This is the reward. And so, Father, I pray this morning as we walk through your word, it's been like a trip through a garden that's budding and blossoming. As we learn more, we've been feeling more healthier now. We believe that we're making choices right now to think differently and to act differently and live differently and to have differently. And so, Father, we thank you this morning for what you have exposed us to in your word. There is a garden. And Father, we just have to find our way through it that leads us back to you, leads us back to a better quality of life, a healthier way of living, a one that is, we can say we've been restored to good health. And so we give you the praise and glory and honor for it now in Jesus' name that we have something to measure and to compare it to, God. And we hope that we embrace it and take full advantage while we live, breathe, move, and have our being and clothed in our right hand. We thank you for it now. You said, beloved, I wish above all things that I would have brought to be in health, even as your soul crushed Our souls have been restored this morning. We've been fed from all But in Jesus' name, we pray. We're feeling better already. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Amen.